This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. The audio is important to me here. When I listen to podcasts, I want to make sure the audio is superior. Like, I, I've noticed myself getting distracted when I'm listening to other podcasts I actually want to listen to, but there's so much content out there, and audio is sometimes a deal breaker for me as a listener. So I my priority with this media is audio, and we're on the podcast now. Now we're starting, and I'm saying that because when I people are listening to this podcast, I'm wondering if my audio matches the best audio you've heard or have you heard better audio because i'm interested in that yeah I, that's a good point uh when i drive in my car is when i listen to it most of the time yours and other people and that's important because my car is a little bit loud yeah some car speakers are not that great right so but it comes through my speakers and uh uh it's uh i always say to myself i wish it was a little louder yours mine yeah. and not others in particular no, yours. Mine in particular. Yeah. Okay. Hey, got some live feedback from my dad. I am here in Georgia with my family. You, My father met my daughter for the first time about 48 hours ago. And we just uploaded that video on my Instagram. And I'm actually filming this podcast, Breaking Normal Enough, on Instagram Live. And people were pretty touched by it right immediately when I uploaded it. So how was that for you? Well, uh, I don't think it could have been any better. I mean, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about when I was going to meet her, I would probably be somewhere on the road. But I said, ideally, it would be meeting her here so I can watch her do her everyday things right here at my house. And that's really perfect. I mean, I, I'm getting to see all that, you know, from the way she goes to bed, the way she gets up. I'm uh, getting to see her do her all the little things instead of visiting you you know like if i would have to visit you i would only say hey i'm here i gotta get out you know hey, i'm here for an hour or so and then i gotta leave but when i'm living with her i get to see all the action you know the whole livelihood of her daily routines which i really appreciate on your own home turf so you have a lot to compare it to yeah how's she doing so far oh great she is just as Little doll. She's a little smaller than I thought she would be. But she's so cute, everything. And pretty athletic. I like that about her. Yeah, she moves around real good. Yeah, she has uh, this ability to just stop people on their tracks. When we go out to coffee shops and she has her unicorn slippers on, and especially for Thuraya, like it seems like the world stands still. When she walks by. I can see that. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> She's like a real special little girl as far as I can. I mean, I know I'm probably, you know, being the grandfather. Maybe m most people wouldn't notice, but to me, she's as beautiful as can be. Well, let's not forget she's the own baby. This is <laughs> special being here. And it's so special for me. This is so, it is so breaking normal how I ended up here. Because it wasn't too long ago. I mean, it was maybe a week ago. I'm like, I'm like uh, time. I, I, for anyone that is listening to on this on Instagram or the podcast, let me know what you feel about time lately. Time seems like it shifted. And someone that has a similar last name to us, um, in a way, Einstein, had a lot of theories about time. And I think um, time is becoming 
more obvious of an illusion for me during this chaos that our culture is currently experiencing known as the c word i think there's some words that i'm not i definitely want to talk about the c word but there's certain things that i think if we say online there's like i don't know what the terminology is maybe someone on instagram can help me this out but there's like an algorithm that can shadow ban the video from the public so if we say certain words it might get banned oh really so the c word everyone knows what i'm talking about and if anyone's on instagram that can give us live feedback about like what if you can type in what words maybe spell them wrong if you want to that we're potentially going to set off red flags for this content to get banned from the the public. Please let me know if you know about that. And that's a one thing I definitely want to talk to. I'm gonna we're gonna have I imagine an amazing connection and conversation here, not only for us but for a lot of people. But my dad's been a pharmacist for 42 years. Yeah, Is that correct? 42 years. Yeah. And you owned your pharmacy at one point, and where where I was born in Miami. Yeah, for about. 20 years, half the, half the time I was a pharmacist. With your brother? With my brother, yeah. We owned a, a store, a couple stores in uh, Miami Beach, North Miami Beach, uh, known as Sunny Isles. It's probably a pretty big thing now. Back then it was just started. I don't even think it was a city back then, but it might be a city now, part, you know, part of it. And it was uh, on the beach, and uh, the drugstore, the biggest drugstore we had was called Motel Pharmacy. So you can, by that name alone, can tell you, we dealt with all the motel people. We were a tourist-oriented drugstore. <laughs> that is, I've never heard that terminology before, a tourist-oriented drugstore. It sounds kind of similar to like a cannabis shop in Colorado. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we were the, uh, the store that people used while they were on vacation. Okay. But we also had a, a, a people that lived behind us and condominiums that we delivered to and stuff. And long story, why I bring that up is because, firstly, 42 years. Let's not for, let's not undermine that. And then, secondly, let's not undermine owning multiple pharmacies. Yeah, we had at one time three pharmacies, but uh, we, we did Miami majo- Beach. Yeah, we had the majority of them was uh, the first one we opened up was a real small pharmacy. It was just strictly you would walk in and uh, hardly had any over-the-counter stuff, OTC, just basically prescription. Like you walk in the door and the prescription counter was there. And we delivered, and we did a lot of prescriptions. And then we went into that was called Sunny Isle Drugs, and then we went from Sunny Isle Drugs to Motel Pharmacy. We bought that drugstore. That was right across the street from the hotel my father owned, and uh, I interned over there. And uh, Zachary, my brother, also interned over there, and uh, we went and eventually bought the drugstore, and. Uh, ran it and that was a big tourist trap for like we did so much tourist stuff i mean like things that had nothing to do with pharmacy i mean we sold cigars from all over the world we sold cigarettes from all over the world newspapers all over the world you know we were just a big tourist place and uh suntan lotion i mean we made more money on the -the over-the-counter stuff than we did at at prescriptions in that store was it, what, uh, what are the cross streets for all my Miami friends out there? Like Oh, 172nd Street and Collins Avenue. It was right next to, if anybody knows this. I mean, we were next to, the cross street was the Desert Inn at the time, Desert Inn Hotel, which my parents owned. And then uh, Motel Pharmacy was the drugstore. And right next to her, we were at the busiest restaurant in Miami at the time. It's called the Rascal House. And I've been there. And I think they love pig there. <laughs> uh, 
we've been having some conversations about uh, hunting hogs for uh, potential provisions if shit really hits the fan here in America. I mean, I'll give you a little history on that rascal house. It was owned by one of the uh, guys who knew how to run delis. His name was Wolfie Cohen, and he uh, ran about 14 stores of Wolfie Cohen's delis all over Miami Beach, and then he sold them, and then he retired. But then after retirement, he says, you know, I'm going to come out of retirement. I'm going to start a new store called the Rascal House. The first day, he gave 5,000 dinners away. People knew him. I mean, they said, whoa. <laughs> and he sounds like he's like the, like in the Jewish mafia or something. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. <laughs> I'm like, man, this guy. <laughs> and that <laughs> restaurant, after the day it opened, it was always lines around the building. And uh, people would make a joke. they say, well, I come here for breakfast, and after I wait in line, I'm, I'll just stay here for lunch. Wow, <laughs> what a what a legend! Yeah. Is he alive currently? No, okay. he passed away. What a legend, Wolfie Cohen. Well, let's talk about the legend of he, my dad here. What a legend you are! What a legend you are! Why do you say that? <laughs> Why do I say that? I mean, I'm a, I'm no Wolfie Cohen, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely aren't. You're your own legend. I was well, firstly, because I've explored, in my opinion. I'm pretty unique, and ex- I've explored the depths of, I would say the depths and the widths and the dynamics of a variety of human consciousness, maybe more so than anyone in our family except you is my guess. I'm going to say that. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would guess I would guess that's true. And it's pretty judgmental, but I like to judge my judgments. Um and I've also remember thinking about all the men I've met in my life, and a lot of men. I remember Timothy and I were having this conversation, like if I could live the life of one other like man that we look up to, or like be the most like, or who's the most inspiring. I remember we really contemplated that. We went down the list of people we've met, like Laird Hamilton or Paul Check. Or all these crazy people. And then we both, I think, if I remember correctly for Timothy, I remember for myself, I chose you. Oh, really? Jeez. How come I didn't know about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you do if you didn't. I think I told you about that. You might have. It says pause due to poor connection on Instagram, but we'll let that flow. Okay. Because this is the priority. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean... I mean, I've done things, you know, but I... And I've... uh, had a good life and I have a wonderful family but uh, I just don't think I was as great as I was uh, I thought I was going to be I really thought I was going to be great when I was young (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going to be like the greatest whatever (laughs) but it didn't turn out that way (laughs) well it did this is where I would we're going to have a fun conversation about that but what I want to say just to continue with my thread there look at so Look at, <laughs> you, I don't know what you judge to be great exactly in that in that angle, but me in my life of all things I've done, my connection with Davina, nothing compares. Mm-hmm. Nothing compares. I've done a lot of cool things. <laughs> I mean, some things might compare momentarily, but like if I had to strip everything else away, one choice, it's like yeah, that's the most important. That's the best. That's the best. And um, then it's just so easy to empathize with you. Like every day I spend with Davina, it's so easy to empathize with you. And that you did that with me? 
<laughs> you did that with me? You did that with Timothy? You did that with Nathaniel? And you did it with Emily? And you're doing it with Davina? And Oakland is Nathaniel's son? And I'm thinking, and you're healthy? And you're living out here on a well? And the grass is green. And in times like this, like for maybe a young, younger man such as myself or my brothers, like maybe a place like Boulder would be like seemingly so much more aligned. But in the times of freaking cultural collapse and Babylon is falling, you know, you look like you're pretty set up out here compared to the average Joe. And you've had this just such a legendary length of experiencing what I would say must be the best thing in life to experience arguably in so many different ways with so many different children and now grandchildren and uh man a lot of respect I mean once again you kind of it's almost as a lot of other you know I've been inspired by so many people and it's like coming back to home like the hero's journey of being like and yeah my dad has it the best well, that's good to hear that you see that, and I I believe that as as far as that goes, you know, having my family, I I have a overall wonderful family. My wife and I get along. We love each other. We care for each other, and we know that uh, we're probably you know she my my wife uh, she her mother lived to be a hundred years old. You mentioned that I'm sure in the past. I and, so, and Araya is her dog's puppy. <laughs> And at 100, she was pretty fragile. And her mom was living in her the small home, a pit bull, a grown full pit bull. Yeah, my grandma is a legend. Is a legend yeah. as well. She'd be 100 years old. <laughs> but anyways, go, please go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, so the fact is I'm I'm very grateful for all that. And uh, we uh, we tackle life day at a time. We don't get too much ahead of things. And uh, like this experience here with uh, Daniel coming home, bringing his little daughter, I mean, Gosh, I, I I thank God every day for this as as I'm experiencing this. I might not say it right now, but I feel it. I feel like I, I when I go to bed, I say, "Thank God this is happening. This is so great." Oh, plus I'm off work. How did that happen? Well, that <laughs> and I, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why he's off work as a pharmacist finally, because there's a lot of people off work right now, and a lot of people panicking about not only. This potential, what this virus is doing potentially to people physically that they may or may not know or and or themselves, but really the economic repercussions and the matrix <laughs> collapsing is inevitably happening for everyone in some way. And like why I got here is part of that reason. I was going to Texas to potentially set up a camp for the retreat that I have planned April 21st with Davina and Deanna was going to Bali and we had this all planned out. And Deanna couldn't get to Bali because the something about the San Francisco city shutting down. And when I got to Texas, people around me that I was supposed to be partnering were having so many personal experiences arise. And all of a sudden, things are shutting down. Like, Boulder is now shut down. <laughs> and I there was a bunch of snow. I drove, So I had this crazy experience for myself. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, and here I am in Georgia. Yeah, and, uh, and that was the best decision for, uh, in my opinion, it was like, I, I've done, I have, this is my new theme in my life, in a way, is to follow my body, because I was getting crazy news from everywhere, 
And I was like, where does my body want to go? I need to pay attention to that right now because I'm caring for Davina and Araya. And it, my I followed my body at Georgia. And I'm here. And it's I'm wondering how many other people have these type of stories. I have a feeling yeah. when I think of the C word, I actually think of reconciliation. I think of like, oh, my goodness, every, there's going to be a lot of reconciliation right now. Yeah, like uh, I was at work one day, and all of a sudden uh, – the, the girl, the manager, which was a new manager, and she comes up to me and she says, uh, Bob, do you know you can self-isolate? We have to let you know. Since you're over 65 years old, you can be, you can self-isolate. And I said, well, what does that mean? <laughs> so she says, that means you can take off work. <laughs> and uh, because of this uh, situation going on, you can take off work and uh, use your PTO, uh, which is, you know, uh, personal time off, uh, for you pay and then you come back when you want when you feel comfortable and so I didn't know Dan was coming to visit us and all of a sudden he's coming to visit us I said now that is really well, it was so crazy because I had so much snow ahead of me all of a sudden I drove all the way to Texas there was so much snow where I just left literally I think the day after I left two feet of snow dumped in Colorado or in Boulder in particular <laughs> the people that I was supposed to be partying with it was not happening obviously and then I heard about all things shutting down. I was like, oh, my gosh, where am I going to stay? And is it even where is it, where is it safe to stay? So I gunned it to Georgia, and now this is happening. And yeah. I've only done every podcast. I've done every podcast in person. And I, that's like, I'm getting more and more affirmed to keep doing that because I obviously would love to interview you, but this is the first time we've been in person since – before yeah. Davina was born. I mean, it's... Goodness gracious. I was trying to think maybe you should be able to interview people when they're not with you. <laughs> I was thinking that we're the opposite. But <laughs> I, I know. I hear you. I hear you. But this is the audio. Once again, the audio right now is so good, even though your car might not tell us exactly that. Oh, okay. You're but you're, you're, you listen to podcasters. They're huge. Right. So they have, they have access to the top yeah. notch... I'm traveling with this audio equipment, but I do want to be. Oh my, yeah, they my have audio studios. is a priority. They yeah. have studios. Yeah. So what? Um, this is also everything's happening and everything's happening in in the right way. You know, like everything is just uh, coming together, and then uh, everybody's so worried about everything. And you know, the funny thing is, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and, Maybe this Someone is asked that in, in the uh, we we did a survey before we started this podcast, and someone asked me, "Am I worried?" And I was like, "It's I'm sitting in a rocking chair. That's hilarious. This is awesome." There was this movie I watched once called Van Wilder, and I definitely remember. I might want to rewatch that, but I remembered one thing from that movie, and it said that worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. And the issue with the the issue with that quote is that at least rocking in a chair feels good. Worrying doesn't feel good. So I just want to speak about worrying for a moment there. Okay, yeah, worrying. And but you're not worried. You're not worried. You said no. I'm not worried because I have. Uh, I feel like um, I know what I'm doing, and I don't have to worry about this uh, problem that's happening now. It's interesting how warrior and worried sounds sim so similar. I wonder, you know, it was like the, the antithesis of each other. Right. I don't think a warrior worries. And uh, uh, I'm not saying I don't worry. I, 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 we all have, everybody worries about something. and But I do not worry about what's happening in the world as this disaster is 
And you watch a lot of news. <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of news, and I get educated about things. And plus, being a pharmacist for 42 years, I know so much that you know. Like when I retire and 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 pass away, it's a shame that they can't use what I know and put it in a book. <laughs> wow. you know, to a pharmacy. It uh, sounds like student. we have a a book in the making here potentially. But I just have so much, you know, like when somebody asks me something about pharmacy, most of the time I have an answer. And if I don't have an answer, I always say, "Well, I don't even know that." And I'd be I'm kind of happy to hear somebody give me a question I don't know because <laughs> I have to look it up. <laughs> and and I want to say that this is where this is significant and basically tomorrow we're going to be doing a private follow-up call uh through Tribe Design Online. And we're going to talk more in depth with certain things about potential pharmaceutical procedures that might be a, a good thing to learn about right now that maybe the public is not supposed to know yet. It's more for people that are connected to the experience that's actually happening are supposed to know. I'm going to probably do an intro or outro to this podcast about how to join that call, but pretty much 24 hours from now, we'll probably be doing a more specific exploration about your perspective um, from what you know as a pharmacist with what's going on. And yeah, you have some things. You've said some things about what's going on. that <laughs> I can see why you're not worried. They have probably been the most promising and like different in a way, just like a different attitude. Um, and I also want to say that, yeah, I agree with you. I, um, like I arguably would say that the pharmaceutical industry, I have so much judgments about, and I really believe in medicine and pharmaceuticals and plants and herbs and any, any, I believe in healing modalities or healthy modalities and Things like knowing what to do when something happens. I really believe in that. <laughs> and the pharmaceutical industry, as crazy as it is, the, it, 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 why it's it, it, there's such a light. I think the bigger the light, the bigger the shadow sometimes. And because that medicine is so brilliant that it is behind the pharmacy. And I agree that you know how to be an assistant to people partnering with what once came from a farm and now has been refined by man for the current conditions that we're currently in somehow I've gotten the times I've gotten sick. And this is another, this is something I want to explore out loud. I don't know if I'm allowed to explore what I'm about to say, but the times I've gotten sick, I definitely know who I'm going to talk to. Yeah. Right. And it's you. Yeah. You, you should. <laughs> <laughs> you were, weren't you in a process at one point of creating certain drugs that you're oh, compounding? Yeah, I, like I, what? I almost want to restart that dream now. I know, like Let's I have, restart that dream. I have a combination of drugs that uh, will make you feel better f for most illnesses, especially around in Georgia, because I, you know. But are they out now? Yeah, they're out. You could. I just tell people. When, but you're saying like when you. All right. So all right. Is that are you talking about for the specific no, reasons I, or I'm, just for general? Yeah, I was going to tell them about some other things. Yeah, tell me. I want to know an example. Well, you know about it. You know, for example, like if somebody has an allergy or or a rash. Or itching, or uh, stomach upset. I, you know, my favorite drug is Pepsi for that. And people would say Pepsi for a rash. And then you got your Claritin combination. And I would say, well, take a Claritin and take a Pepsi. 
And the way it works, if you can follow this, and I tell this to people, they seem to follow it, so I'll tell, tell them every here. Okay, so you got two types of antihistamines here. You got, even though Pepsid's used uh, to decrease acid in the stomach, it's a, it's an also uh, an antihistamine that blocks H2 receptors. And Claritin is the most popular, which blocks H1 receptors. H is histamine. H1 is a histamine receptor. H2 is the, there's two types of histamine release. And if you take them in combination, whatever Claritin misses, Pepsid picks up. And whenever Pepsid misses, Claritin picks up. So you, you can have, uh, a, or, or you ask any dermatologist. But is there not a drug out there that has those both ingredients? No. <laughs> well, I know. I, sh I, I should oh, have that. Oh, <laughs> Do we delete this part? We can't, or keep this part in? Well, it's already on Instagram Live, so this ever is tuned in. But, like, you know, yeah. any dermatologist knows that. Uh, you know. My old roommate's a big time dermatologist. Oh, they'll know. He that. was wondering. He he got sick a little while ago, and he was like, he was sick, but he's like, he doesn't think it's it, the c word. Oh, I haven't heard from him since then. I'm oh. gonna check back in with them. And what's it? Do I know him? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I okay. guess I'm hesitant to like use names with okay. all. Yeah, I, I, let's just say I, in college, I also went to. Uh, I went to college, and most of my roommates, my roommates and close connections, are either like pretty big time doctors and or lawyers. <laughs> And businessmen, and but I would still, like I said, when I don't, when, when I've gotten sick, uh, especially if it was something that was like seemingly like a flu or something like that, I would definitely call you. And yeah, tomorrow, I, this is I'll just make this invite right now because because one uh, a lovely lady that I've been just having so much fun with in Boulder. Her freaking grandma looks like she has it, and her aunt and uncle have been tested positive for it. They're in Washington, so and her boss or her manager, and she's in Colorado. She's fortunately not been in a physical contact with these people, but I. It's now becoming apparent that I know people that are significant to me, whose elderly family is experiencing symptoms, and, and tested positive for COVID. And I want to know what to do, what's best. And it sounds like you think you have ideas around that. And so my invite is for the call tomorrow oh. is we're going to dive more into that. But it doesn't sound like it's aligned for me or in this scenario to publicize it yet because one of the concerns of that would be that there could be a shortage of the different <laughs> ingredients too. Is that I'm, I'm like being careful about what I'm, I, I know this, this whole thing has changed my paradigm because all of a sudden I'm being more careful about what I'm saying on public platforms. Yeah. I mean, let me just say something. I just was talking about that, you know, that Pepsi and Claritin program, yeah. you know, there are some people who can't take that. So it's not for everybody okay, yeah. because it works so well that if like you have asthma, it might trigger asthma attack. So you wouldn't want to take it unless so you. What are we supposed to say? This, you don't. You're not recommending this. This is. Uh, yeah, I only, only recommend it to the patients. Because when, when I when I recommend it, I ask questions. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the and that's the true function of a pharmacist. Yeah. That you're triaging what's going on with them based on what they're saying and what you know, and then figuring out what combinations to make. And that's why I think tomorrow is important to be a more intimate call as well. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, tomorrow or whatever we're, we're discuss tomorrow, uh, we'll, 
I mean, there's people that it's more for people that are like pregnant. Pregnant people cannot do what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Good. For example. So, so it's more important for people that want to know about the if someone they know is experiencing this, and or if you're interested in tribe design online, because I'm going to basically uh, tribe design online. It used to be the weekly calls was once every two weeks, but based on this whole quarantine thing and everyone wanting to connect online, I'm going to start doing it two times, once a week. So that's what I'm going to start with now. So tomorrow's Wednesday, right? So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start doing Wednesdays and Sundays, and I want you to be the guest to answer any questions and for people that might be on that call that might be knowing someone that wants to know this information. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. Now let's just put that at that. Yeah, that's fine. I, do, I answer questions all day long. Yeah, but this, in this format, no one's asking us questions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and but this is my question. Here you go. This is my big question about this experience. I'm really excited to consider this. I Last time I got really sick when I called you, and I was in big trouble. I, I really felt like this was reckless. I was actually... Yeah, I was... Um, look, I, I thought some people that were local were going to support me, but they said no. Why you were sick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna call, but I got a no, and I got really scared, and and I basically stumbled into the pharmacy, around like right before it closed, and bold, right in the Boulder University, like that was the only one that was open, and I was, um, <clears throat> my cough was crazy, my fever and the like disorientation was getting wild, and. I parked illegally, and there was even sketchy people around, but I knew no one was going to mess with me. I was just like, I was like a zombie following your instructions on what to do for what was happening for me on speakerphone in the pharmacy. Because I, and, and I was talking to the people at the front desk that serve the candy, the cashiers, not the uh, pharmacist, because the pharmacy was closed. And they were looking at me like they wanted to stay away from me, and I didn't blame them because there was a lot of people in Boulder that were sick with similar symptoms during that time, which was late December, late December, the C word was not a word then. But in the meantime, I was experiencing the worst symptoms I have ever can ever remember, other than when I got pneumonia and a pill went into my lung. But that was real quick. Okay. Twenty. That was a real quick thing. For a period of days, days, I was on the winter solstice. I did not get out of my bed. I don't know if I I can't remember I haven't I've not been able to remember the last time I have not I mean I got out of my bed but I didn't get out of the house I don't remember the last time I left that didn't leave my house and that was on that uh, I was really messed up with this sickness I remember how sick you were <laughs> and uh, the only thing I can do it was ask Timothy and Emerald to come and stay with you. Why you were sick, and that's what they did. Yeah, so check this. This is where it gets crazy. Out. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> shout out for them because you know they could. They were gonna head back to Georgia, and I said, and mommy, I think, or you know, your mother said, well, do you think they would go to stay with Daniel? Because he looks like he he's gonna die out there. <laughs> did she say that? Because that's so, how I could, I may have felt. I I think on the solstice I surrendered. Actually, I was like, well, I mean, you were looking so bad, and Timothy and. Uh, Emerald decided to come out and stick with you for a week. It was around New Year's Eve, right? Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> yes, it extended to Christmas. It was like Christmas. I was kind of coming out of it. The solstice was rock bottom, which was interesting because there's this like spiritual guy I know named Ram Dass that died that day. Hmm. And that is also the day that arguably is metaphorical to Jesus dying because that's the shortest day of the year. And then the sun rises the next three days. 
on the 23rd, I felt better and better and better, but I wasn't nor I wasn't natural until about prop close to New Year's. And it, well, you know what my symptoms were. <laughs> this is where it gets real wild, y'all. For who, whoever's listening to this close to the time it was recorded, it was the most intense dry cough. My I, like, so I could breathe like this. I was telling him earlier, I could go like. <sighs> But if I did like a big breath, how I I, I, stopped, I couldn't do my breath breath practice anymore. <laughs> that was like the most consistent thing in my life in some ways. Oh, yeah. As an exercise, physical exercise was my breath practice, which was involves breaths like, <sighs> and if I try to do that, let me tell you what it sounded like on the solstice. If I did that, it would be like. <coughs> <coughs> I, 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 and I didn't know what was going on in my lungs, and I had a fever, an ongoing fever. And then um, my friend Raj reminded me yesterday. I was telling Raj this. My friend Raj reminded me. He's like, COVID-19, 2019. And I was like, well, I, although COVID, I knew I didn't know the word. I did not know the word corona or COVID in, for, in that context that it's currently being uh, propagandized and truthfully or not and it sounds like I like if I if that if I had this those symptoms when that word was as popular as it was I would have just been totally convinced totally yeah you had all this uh, all the symptoms like you know fever uh, body aches uh, sore throat <laughs> coughing deep cough a deep it started cough. with the sore throat I, I think a yeah, deep, deep deep the deepest cough I've ever had yeah and not only did I, I then I learned about people that we might know in Georgia that had really rough illness down, during a similar time. I even know some people in Austin. They're like, I, even one guy I interviewed for my podcast. I guess I, Kyle Kingsbury, if you're listening to this, I think around the same time he said that he had the flu, he had the flu, and he, that was he, I think he, said he shit in his pants. He was done. Like, and all these people were having these eruptive, like healthy people that typically don't get sick had these symptoms, and everyone was calling it the flu. Was there even a COVID test being done in 2019 no, not here. in United States? No, not at all. So what my point of these questions <laughs> is that it's so fascinating that is it possible that some people, maybe even myself, had this virus pass through them before people even knew what it was and what a difference it can make when someone puts a word to a phenomenon or a pattern that everyone else can have an idea about, especially if it's revolved around fear or dying or lack of food. Virus of the mind, I've studied well, I, I've studied a lot, so you know if you don't know. I've studied how vi uh, um, ideas spread like viruses. And, and they, 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 they're very similar. So they basically spread in something that can replicate replicate them in a, an efficient manner. And the media is amazing for that. So before the media started replicating the virus of the mind of the C word, um, maybe a lot of people were already having it. It's possible. I mean, you know, we don't know for sure. But it was close. But how different is the world now that people have a label for that? Yeah, now it's like so dangerous. I don't know if any I don't know what any of this means, but I I've I've never had symptoms like I did 1222. Never. Never. Looks like we might have 
Oh, okay, okay. And then the 5G thing. Yeah, there is a 5G connection. I, 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 you probably are not this that interested in this, but, um, so in a big cultural crisis like this, and I'm, and I'm gonna bring this up because your parents survived the Holocaust. Right. By my understanding, is either living under a graveyard. Was it a graveyard? Well, what it was is that uh, instead of giving up to the Germans and getting in line. You know, my my father and grandfather and uh, my uncle, uh, they decided to go underground and hide. They didn't, uh, and they, uh, what they did is they did it under a cemetery, and above the cemetery, in between the graves, they had a potato uh, field growing, and they were living off potatoes. Do you know how long they were down there? I don't know why I think it, uh, I really don't I don't know why I think it was years I know it was years but I'm not sure exactly how long but I know one thing well that they came out of the ground right when it was safe I'm imagining oh yeah you know that how can I obtain the details of that story didn't Uncle Leo write a write a book about this or something yeah how do you know how to get that book I would have to look into it I really he did write some book about it yeah is that the best way to learn more about that I'm not sure I'm not sure if he explained that part hmm. he was he's more in that March of Dines or something, you know, that, that thing he does in Miami, or he was doing in Miami. But anyway, the, uh, my mo- you know, that's how m- uh, my mother, she was stealing potatoes from my uh, grandfather's farm, and my grandfather caught her. And he caught my mother stealing the potatoes because she lost both her parents. She was living on her own. She was 11 years old, <laughs> and she caught he caught her. And he's and she said, I don't have no nothing. I have no food, nothing to eat. I lost my family, and that's how my mother and father met. Wow. Yeah, that's how she got caught stealing potatoes up there. And they at their her. under graveyard bunker. Yeah. And so they took her in, and then when they came to the United States, they got married. What is it? And that's my grandma and grandfather. It, all right, here, all right. What I'm gonna say about that is that when I have gotten in some, I feel like I am connected to my your dad. I feel like there's a strange connection between me and your dad. Really what you you're the one person to ask that about? Do you, is there any tendencies that are? Do you think that sometimes like oh Daniel's like Max, or is there something unique about that? Well, I think that, you know, how you guys go out and uh, don't work for people. You, you know, you, like you start your own businesses. My father was all about that. He, he preached to me all my life, do not work for anybody. <laughs> well, that's and that's what I'm telling you now. And they're t- now the people that you're working for, you're telling you not to work for them. Well, I should have anyway. listened to him, but I didn't. I, I, after I sold them, after I got out of the pharmacy in Miami, I went to work for Chains. And they were paying so well, I just stuck with them, you know. But you know. Mm, that's what people call golden handcuffs. Yeah. But this is the, this is the, where the paradox is. It's like by you having those golden handcuffs, if that's what anyone wants to call them, I don't know if you want to call them that or not. You also had arguably what I was saying earlier that the arguably the best life. You know, being here with I I've had such a. I feel like I've had such a blessed life. Yeah. And that's, you know, if I'm going to be judgmental once again, it's mainly probably because 
you and her mother and your dedication to whatever you whatever you did to make it happen, yeah. including if you wore some golden handcuffs or whatever you did, I really um, feel blessed. And I, that's how I want Davina to feel as blessed as I do or more. I say, so man, and you've hold a gold standard with a, if you had golden handcuffs or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. So this is why I I want to do this podcast so I can help in any way, help you and help all my children. I just I I get I I think the biggest pleasure I have in life right now is helping my children. And if I can't help Me you, too. Me if too. I can't help them, I get a little upset. If you can't, you get a little upset. <laughs> well, yeah. You're definitely helping me. And I really believe you're helping me. Good. Again, again, I really believe you're helping me. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> so much. There is so much there. I almost want to look at these questions. What time is it? Is Timothy? Timothy should be coming up here. In about ten minutes, and we can explore. And what that. are we going to answer these questions? Yeah, well, we can at least explore them out loud. Why don't you? Um, you have your phone, right? I get, I sent you the list of questions because I did want to make this. Now that we're in this virtual world, we're in this. While he does this, I'm going to preach about something. Okay. One of my biggest concerns about what's going on in the world right now is, and I mentioned the 5G momentarily ago. First of all, my understanding of 5G is they can put them anywhere. There's a federal mandate. So they could, someone could come here tomorrow and say, we're going to put a tower on top of your roof, and we're going to pay you this much. And that's all there is to it. That's my understanding of it. I might be wrong. Why would someone want to put a tower? In ca- because there might it might be a precursor to self-driving cars. So that that's the story. So the reception is perfect everywhere. They they have to find the best spots. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't believe anything I'm saying right now. But these are things that I may have heard and that I've triaged my own way. But that's my understanding that that can happen. We can just go put one in your yard. We can do it there. We can go everywhere. So this was all happening so fast, and then this thing hit. So when a big, sometimes in the idea of politics or war and war especially. Don't isn't there usually something distracting first, something distracting so something else can happen. And um, my concern is that now that everyone's like celebrating, doing everything online, <laughs> like everyone's like, yeah, we'll do everything online, and like that is so good for five G. That is so good for the argument of five G. Oh, okay, all right. So I'm. Pointing to co- correlations. I'm just like, well, so this pattern's happening, this pattern's happening. That's where my mind's at, personally, about this whole situation that we might be in as a humanity. But then my mind also goes to like our grandparents. Like, oh, wow, what if things <laughs> really spin out of control? What am I doing for Davina? And what am I doing for everyone that I love and care for, including myself? And do I know how to do that yet? If not, might be time to learn some things fast. Yeah, I see what you're saying about the hunting and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, and beyond that, they maybe even just figure out how the best use of this land, how we can grow the most food ASAP, because it, spring's about to hit. Yeah, that's a good idea, though. Uh, your mother wants you to build a garden, so why don't you do it? I, I, yeah, I, all right. Any, any permaculture specialists out here in Athens, Georgia, that are, let me know. Garden would be a good idea, especially this year. And I'm not in Athens, but in that area, North Georgia, North Georgia. Right. Okay. Oh, so you want me to look yeah, at the yeah. Let's look at these questions because uh, I see I some it? coming up here on. Um, 
Is it under messages? Or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here. Yeah, all right, I'll pull them up and I'll let me let me let me honor the support uh, of affirmation from the people that tune into these. I feel like I am. Sometimes what comes easiest demands the most value. And I feel like this is really easy for me, and I love doing it, and it offers so much value. So I so appreciate all the support from people that tune into these, and I love them. I've had so many amazing testimonies and friends made because of this. Um, if you have an ounce of appreciation or more, please tell me on the iTunes podcast reviews if you can, and or wherever else you can, and or hit me up on Instagram, and let's see if there's a way to team up. Um, this is me. I just made a post today on Instagram about – it would basically be impossible from what we know about human lifespan and time and space for me to even meet uh, a one close to 1% of the human population, even if I spent like an hour a day almost every my waking hour. So it's like – it's pretty important who we triage, who we're being in contact with. And – I love these podcasts in these type of settings because it's just like me and my dad talking. For whoever's tuning into this and liking it and resonating it, I imagine they're going to be pretty awesome. And I want to get to know you and I want to hear your affirmation and I want to help spread the message through iTunes. So leave a comment and then reach out to me on Instagram or email at daniel at breakingamola.com. And on that note, we will uh, – I'll start looking at these questions. Are you ready to explore them? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to answer them. I'm, I can't answer all of them, that's for sure. Okay, what time will okay? No, what time will start? Well, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Do you have any own your own personal health precautions they're taking as well? And do you feel the world is overreacting? Do you feel like the world is overreacting in relevance to the number of flu cases being so much more compared to this virus? And am I worried, Daniel? And I already talked about the worried part. So, do you have anything to say about those other questions? Yeah, I mean, you know, at first I thought it was a little bit overreacting and uh and you know if you get the numbers uh, you think about the numbers you like we don't do you know anybody that has it you know i don't know anybody that has it i don't think i know anyone personally but i definitely know personal people personally that know that yeah they okay have. i don't even know those people okay i don't even know anybody that knows anybody now we're talking about se- degrees of separation all the same yeah so uh it's it's but but people are dying and uh there is a reason why they're dying and and there's things that they're probably not doing like we're doing, or at least I'm doing, because uh, you know I'm not going to die from this stuff uh, because I know I know what to do to prevent it from hitting like like you. It's just something that I, we're going to save all that for tomorrow. Well, yeah, and and that's all personal theory based. Because some people might really disagree with that, and I'm just not trying to talk about that publicly. I'm more just inviting people that want to privately. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot of people. I can't even get uh, you guys to really believe what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know we might have a conversation about it tomorrow. Okay, right. So uh, what I what I do is you know the vitamins I take. Uh, you know the first thing I would recommend is zinc, mm-hmm. and you've heard that for a lot of people. But I, I think this, you can take zinc tablets, zinc lozenges, but just load up with zinc because that changes the pH of the uh, membranes. Uh, so the if you take zinc, it changes the pH of the membranes, and it changes the me- membrane the pH of the membranes. The virus can't get into you. That's one thing. But it's not a you still can get it by taking zinc, but it will prevent you. It will make it a little bit harder, so it won't hit you as hard if you do get it. That's one thing. 
And all right, and oh, vitamin C. I take vitamin, a little bit more I've vitamin C. I've been taking C. a little more vitamin C than usual for and sure. Vitamin D and vitamin A, all the fat soluble vitamins, vitamin E, because changing the fat soluble things in your lungs can prevent that from attacking you as quick as if you didn't take all that stuff. And uh, I, uh, I, I take uh, my little Pepsid and Claritin every day, and I take uh, Flonase. I, I use Flonase as a nasal spray. Uh, as a preventive, but the big thing I have will wait till tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and that's all more for people that are not. It's not. Yeah, it's more. It's definitely for people that might be directly impact, like my friends' grandparents should really talk about talk with you if they're not convinced you're saying. Oh well, people like your grandparents should be seeing doctors. I mean, like your friends' grandparents. Yeah, they should be seeing a doctor that would prescribe. Okay, cool. Medicine that can help them. And then, well, and for me to answer that question, if you're talking about precautions, they're talking about she, she's asking about precautions. I would say that. Um, oh yeah, with you know with this. And sure. I, I have all right. I can anyone that's listening to this. Once again, if you're listening to this currently, Instagram message me. Ask me for the protocol that my friend that hides from the media prescribed. He hides from the media, and it's more of a precautionary thing. It's not a. It's like anyone can get this stuff now. There's not. I don't think there's a. I consider for any shortage of it. So anyone can get it now, I guess, unless all stores are closed. That's a whole, that becomes a whole new question. And then, um, do I feel the world is overreacting? No, no, I don't feel like the world's overreacting. I, you know, all, there's this idea, all is fair in love and war. I, I'm not convinced that we're, I don't know if we're in war. I actually don't know. Um, and, you know, I've been around people that meet my dog, for instance. Like, I went driving through southern Mississippi <laughs> and going to Costa Rica with Araya. Some people panic. They have borderline panic attacks around Araya. No. And Araya, like, will start running up to them because she wants to, like, play with them. And, like, um, I have to stop her because I'm like, this person might hurt themselves right now. And I, I don't know what that person has experienced with a pit bull. So I don't have much judgment. I'm like I don't I don't know what everyone has experienced in their lives and what the media is putting out there right now. If there whatever amount of truth there is to it, uh, it's causing a cultural reaction. So I would there's a, a quote that I recently heard like expect the best and prepare for the worst. That might be something to consider right now. To expect the best and prepare for the worst. I'm I'm considering what that means to me in my own way. Yep. All right, let's see if there's some more questions. <laughs> Here's a, this is a crazy one. You ready for this crazy? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because I'll be cu- I'm curious. Well, he said, why did you become an evangelical Christian? I'm not sure if you became an evangelical Christian. but And did you lose your family over it? Does that make him more sim- sympathetic to you because his own personal experience with changing religions? Well, you know, my parents were. Uh, this question must be coming from a Jewish person, wouldn't you think? Potentially, um, potentially yeah. yeah. And so. I, I, the question is also coming from someone that I think is wise, but I'm not sure. Like, I think they might resent me. I think they might. Resent this me. question, yeah, right? yeah. I think they might resent me. Is my guess, but I don't even know who they are because they're an anonymous Instagrammer. Okay, so anyway, as simple as that. Yeah, it was tough. Let me tell you. Uh, 
My parents were all Jews. I mean, not we didn't go to the synagogue all the time. You know, we we weren't people that were re- religious like uh, Orthodox Jews. We were just Jews that uh, loved Israel, and my parents wanted us to stick together because the Holocaust may hap- might happen again. And w- how could you be married and separate when the Germans would come back here again, or people like Germans come back again and take my wife away from me, or I would be taken away from my wife because I'm Jewish and she isn't, and then the, oh, that wow. kind of thing. That's what my parents were really, how can you marry a non-Jew? Because if you marry a non-Jewish person, then uh, if this Holocaust kind of situation comes back again, you'll be separated, and you don't want that. And uh, that's why you got to stick with Jews. But uh, uh, that's not what happened to me, and I was always... Uh, rebel to that kind of idea i i I didn't want to i i wanted to date whoever i wanted to date and i wanted to uh mingle with whoever i wanted to mingle i didn't didn't care if they were jewish or not and that's what i did and they didn't like it but i did it (laughs) i can relate to that (laughs) and i when i got not from you but more from our mom in a way and when i got married to my wife now my parents were not happy at all but when we had you, everything changed. My father just couldn't get enough of us. He just loved you so much. He thought you. My father thought this kid was the best-looking baby in the world. The first thing he did, he put him in a, in a what you call it, uh, a pageant. Did you know that? You know that, right? A little bit. Tell me more then. Yeah, he was put in a pageant, a one-year-old pageant, a one-year-old baby pageant, and he came in second place in Miami. And uh, it was kind of fun going through all that. But you can see, uh, you know, you but look at... Did, wait, wait a minute. Is that the end of the story, isn't there? And then I get put into multiple pageants? No, that was... Oh, I mean, as far as the big pageant, that was the big pageant. My father... Oh, he was I thought one. I saw a first place trophy with a little baby and the diaper on it. I oh, thought that was the first... Oh, well, you, had, you won a lot of first things, first place things. But the final one in Miami... <laughs> It was like all the little cities, like Sunny Isles, and you know you had a, it's like a like like a little league tournament. You know you you win each little city, and then you move up to the big one in Miami, and that's where we lost to the Spanish vote. <laughs> the Spanish. Yeah. So uh, so who do you remember the person's name that was more handsome? No. To, uh, no, but is it, was, it boys and girls or just boys? But both boys and girls. Ah, was it a boy or a girl that won? Uh. I think it was a. I think it was a girl. I must be. How could a, how could another man beat me in that competition? Oh, I'm I don't know. But, <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's more like I could see if it I, I, if it was a man. I, yeah, I want to know for my own ego. <laughs> I mean, if you would look <laughs> at men only, or was it men and women? And knowing that it was women too, if if softens the blow. I mean, if you look at Davina and you look at Dan, I look at Dan. I just look at Davina. I said, look at her hair. Dale had the exact same hair as she has, and. You know, Diana, uh, his, her mother, she's a beautiful lady, too. And uh, the combination makes Davina such a special little good-looking girl. But most of the things I see, because I'm the father of this guy, I see what he contributes to her. And it's those eyes and the hair and, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Dale was a beautiful baby. Let me tell you, he was just <laughs> still, still a beautiful baby. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm a beautiful baby anymore. No, no, you're a good-looking guy. You're definitely a good-looking guy. <laughs> I mean, uh, girls are always crazy about this kid. 
you know, one time I'll talk about this. We went to, uh, uh, we were in South Carolina at a hotel, and he just walked in, he flew in from somewhere, and we were spending a summer together, and he, I think he was maybe 20, 22, something like that. And I'm walking behind him. He's walking to the beach, and I'm walking about 15 yards behind him. And all the girls from the restaurant that were working ran to the windows and were looking at you. And they were pointing, look at him, look at him, look at him. Because, you know, when you work at a restaurant, you're always, well, since my father was a motel owner, I know how that goes down. When the people come in from uh, to be a, you know, a guest at your hotel, you're always wondering, well, who's coming in? You know, like my one of my father's hotel, they the bus used to come in with, and we would say, "Oh wow, look at these people! This is this is a cute one. That's a cute one, you know." And that's what they were doing to Daniel. And Wait a minute! I, it's so amazing that you say that to me. Um, you mean were we in like Charleston? Something like Charleston, yeah, outside. But we were at the beach. Yeah, because I remember it being in Charleston in a restaurant once where this girl with blonde hair walked up to me do you remember that girl i think i, I think do. i was eating with y'all yeah i think that's right and she just like approached me like a boss like and she was very pretty blonde hair very cute do you know who i'm talking about yeah i think i remember it, yeah wow i just remembered her at this point <laughs> when you were saying the south carolina thing and that's that is fun to hear that's very yeah so yeah you're a good looking man that's a whole other conversation. Maybe one day I'll talk about that. About men, women, dating, dynamics. Now that I'm in my new season in my life, I find it all so fascinating. And I've been listening to this guy named Neil Strauss who wrote a book, wrote a book called Emergency. But I think he's really famous for a book called The Game. And it's all about what I think it would be fun for me to discuss as well. All right, let me see if there's any more questions coming here. Timothy might be coming up to read the live Instagram video questions but okay. that may have died so i don't even know how to retrieve them maybe i'll go on your yeah and then this part are you so would you how would you answer this are you of middle eastern background my parents are from poland so i'm not think i don't think that's middle eastern that's when, when they were in where they were living where were they at what city no underground the potato garden what city yeah like what country and city oh poland poland ludge okay that's the city ludge and they fleed from there to the United States. Well, they from no from there, they uh, went from there to Berlin, Germany, mm-hmm. stayed there, and then when the war was ended, I don't know how they got to Berlin, Germany, but they ended in Berlin, Germany. And when the war ended, they came to the United States. And is that where Max, my grandfather, was like the amateur champion group? Yeah, boxer and, or right. some. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Yeah, he was a amateur boxer, and he was like. Uh, Golden Glove winner. He won most of his fights. Actually, the he won. I think he won all his fights. But the last fight he won, he got beat up so bad he quit. Oh, he said he said he got beat. He got hit so hard that the guy, even though he won the fight, he 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 was so destroyed that he decided to quit boxing. Well, that's interesting too because I just brought this up up the other night. Because I remember this one time you were when you thought we were smoking weed and we weren't, but people were probably smoking weed on the property because I was running a fight club. Yeah. <laughs> I was running a fight club in high school that got shut down for my base. My baseball coach literally told me like, if you fight another fight, you're not playing baseball anymore, something like that. Or if you run another fight club, it's over. And I, I, the people I box. <laughs> 
It was not pretty. It was not pretty for the other person. Yeah, you and, were good. And um, no one would fight me. Actually, no one's everyone stopped. Fighting. I know. And then I, it got I, shut down. I was thinking that I was going to teach you how to fight. I was going to tell him because I used to fight when I was a kid. I box and wrestle. And I was a, I was pretty good at it. And then I'm teaching this kid how to fight. <laughs> And he hit me so hard in the face. I said, "That's it. I'm done." <laughs> you mean when, during the Fight Club time? No, yeah, right. Well, I was trying to teach you how but to you're fight. You're saying that, that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That Fight Club time. That was when I was. Yeah, yeah. I was. You punching. hit me with a punch, and I said, "Man, I seen stars. You know, you, you see stars. You're supposed to see stars when you're knocking out. That's what I saw. I didn't get knocked out, but I would. Uh, I yeah. Like, what happened was I fought a guy that was really tough, and actually he died in the car accident. I did. The catcher from Rockdale County. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. I wouldn't want to fight him, but I, for some reason, like, I was like, I'll fight him. <laughs> and <laughs> he, it was not good. It wasn't good. <laughs> like, he, I think people used to call him Neck because his neck was just so big. Oh, yeah, but he man. just did, he was just getting too beat up where it stopped. <laughs> this is so funny to talk about my own fights like this. <laughs> and then uh, there was another wrestler that was really strong, too, and younger than me, but bigger than me. And that, he got punched a couple times. He was done. Okay. And that was in the slippery snow. It was snowing that day. <laughs> and then I boxed a boxer. Remember Wes? Oh, yeah. He was lighter than me, but he was like, I'll box him. He was like, let me box Daniel. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was ugly. I, I first was trying to box him, and then I just started throwing punches as hard as I could. And he got kind of like, yeah, he got hurt. What, who? Which Wes is this? <laughs> The shortstop, the the guy that used to play shortstop behind me, uh, Wesley, I think his name was. Oh, Wesley, okay. And then uh, the fight club got shut down, but I've definitely fascinated. I've like fantasized about that, but I think I have the foresight that as good as that feels. I mean, that's been some of the biggest adrenaline rush in my life was that fight club. Um, as and it was so fun winning, and as good as it feels, like I think I have the foresight. I'm not sure if I want to. Fight where two people could get hurt so bad it's not fun anymore. Yeah, that's what happened to my father. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, animals know that in the wild. Like certain animals who can walk by each other and just be like, "Respect. Let's don't do this because we could both get in big trouble if we do." Right. And I want that respect. <laughs> I guess Timothy's not coming, so let me uh, see if there's any more other questions here. Um. Maybe I have I have that respect. I have that I trust I have that respect and I trust I give that respect. Um ask him to speak on issues of doctors ordering and yeah. That one's a, like ordering and, and stockpiling medications for themselves. Uh, that's kind of what we're talking about. Well, I mean, you know, that's not uh I don't think that's really true. You know, p- people think that that for themselves. That uh, we need so much medicine for what to help the people that have this problem. Right? She we, specifically said malaria, but go yeah, ahead. We we have so many people that need help with this problem, and you don't need to uh, have the, the doctors won't. The doctors are out to help people. Believe me, you know people think we were thinking about the medical field. And it's really not true. That doctors are, are, of course, they might fill prescriptions like for themselves and and or for their family members and have it a backup for themselves in case something happened. But there's so much pills out there that that little bit won't make a difference. Yeah. You, um... I mean, there, there's the, the plaquenil or the uh, hydro, hydroquinolone drug that they're using to uh, stop this illness. Uh, 
is actually what we call a fast mover in the uh, in the industry because they use it for arthritis. And we like we have uh, it, it moves as almost fast as any drug. So every store has quite a bit of it. Uh, probably not enough right but now. Maybe there's an issue with people getting it. Basically, well, there might right. be a there might be that problem right now. Yeah. Because but they're I heard they're making millions and millions of it. Uh, and it, well, we'll talk more about that tomorrow, I guess. Um, pharmacist would be a great alternative pharmacy brand. Farm Assist. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that's where, for some reason, that's where I thought it came from. Curious about his thoughts on vaccines. <laughs> yeah, this is where we could, we could erupt the fire, but do you want to say anything about vaccines? Someone well, I give them all day long. <laughs> and I feel they're a good thing. I, I, I really do think they're a good thing. Uh, I know Dale has a little, uh, thing about him but uh i think uh it's one of the mistakes he's making in his, in his decision whoa 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 let's don't project mistakes upon each other right now all right okay we'll see what happens but uh i hope uh i mean i think vaccines are good uh but i know there's a lot of bad talk about vaccines but i think they're a good thing overall overall Overall, interesting. Yeah, I have a whole nother opinion on that. Um, oh, I, I definitely, I typically think that, like how I see medicine in a way is that the medicine's in the poison and the poison's in the dose. The medicine's in the poison and the poison's in the dose a lot of times. And... I wish that was just the sake for vaccines, but there's all kinds of other things going on with vaccines than just medicine and poison. And I think that's the same thing with when you said doc all doctors are good. I think when people when doctors know that they can make more money that doing it one way over the other, that they could lean that way, long story short. Well, yeah, yeah that might be true, but the thing is is a doctor is not gonna do anything uh, stupid short term, unless you know, the, the, the long term they might be doing something that might not be right. But short term for something like this, I don't think there's that much money to be made in a, in a situation. <laughs> short term. Right we'll now. leave it at that for okay. now. And then um, someone says no questions, but I am very stoked to listen to this one from Earth Muffin Vibes. Earth Muffin Vibes seems to be stoked in general. You seem awesome. I'm excited to meet you one day. And this person says, um. Hola, papi. Hola, papi. What do you think Daniel should do next? Where to live and what to do for work? Well, I, you know, uh, I'm a fan of his uh, talent with his podcast business he's doing. I think uh, uh, he has the potential to make uh, a, a big move in this. And I think it's just that maybe he just needs it tweeted a little bit differently but we we discussed that i think he's got potential in here <laughs> well and, uh, it seems like uh this is a, a great way for him to take care of his child during the day and doing these podcasts or during the night or whatever but it doesn't seem to be taking that much time up of your life every day i love doing the podcast the only thing is we need to get more advertising and stuff like that <laughs> That's uh, that's my dad right there. Let's let's take it to the next level. Come on, it's it's going great too, and I love doing it. And we've had awesome. Oh, this is the perfect time. 
Oh my goodness. I think I'm supposed to do one more mention to my for my friend's company, C H O Q dot com, choke chalk dot com. And I think I left one of my boxes in Boulder. I want you, if you want to try it, you can. All right. But it's supposed to be a natural testosterone booster. That's how they're marketing it. But it's amazing to me the women that are interested in it. It has Sheila G. It has like some really high quality ingredients with a lot of scientific backing. And beyond any of that, uh, I love it so far. I've I've a lot of products I've haven't noticed, but this one I notice in a good and it seems like in a very clean, pure way thus far. Um, if you want to check out any of their products, they have a whole line of other ones, and it might be time to put orders into places right now. Depending on when you're listening to this, you might want to start ordering superfoods, such as companies like this um, offer, and they're doing 15% off with the code Breaking Normal, and that's chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. I know the guy that's doing it. He's epic. He's like a, been a longtime wizard friend of mine who's probably also a very valuable ally right now if people are concerned about stuff really going crazy. He, like, knows about water. Like, really knows about water. And this company now. Like, he's probably, like, a pharmacist that just decided not to go the path of being a certified pharmacist. Like, he probably has the same passion but kind of went the business route. Yeah. I, I kind of think sometimes both. I should have invented some stuff. Why not, well, why don't you do it today? Hmm. Might be a great time for it. Maybe we can rush a patent. <laughs> I'm wanting to ask the questions from the other Instagram live, but I'm not sure how to do it because this one's live. All right, what I'm going to do is you're going to have to listen to it on the podcast to find out these answers to these last questions because I'm going to take my phone because my other – previous live shutdown i'm gonna see if we can explore some of those questions and then call it an evening and get some dinner yeah i was just gonna say that you know i haven't mentioned my daughter emily that lives here and um and my son nathaniel that much and i'm so proud of both of them and what they both do they are also in their own business doing their own thing uh uh dan nathaniel i always call him my uh state champion you know like he he just takes everything to the next level. He's doing, he's really doing well. And his wife, Sutton, and Oakland, and, and Emily is, uh, she is just making me prouder every day when she does. She's such a serious worker. You know, she's just so uh, into her work. It's like uh, pretty amazing. And I, and she's so proud to do such well, you know, fine work. Oh, so. oh yeah, okay, here we go. You want to look for more sponsors? <laughs> Let's just... If anyone's looking for epic video work, hit me up. Daniel at BreakingNormal.com. And if it's online, I can start triaging requests for my sister. She seems pretty busy right now, but I have a feeling she'll be open to even do more work if it presents itself. And whether it's editing. What did she say? Editing? She said editing, video, and weddings. Yeah, weddings. She specializes in Specializes in weddings, but also can do video, and any kind of video and editing, and she's good. We, she just If you're watching this on Instagram, you just saw the video she just posted of my daughter meeting him for the first time. All right, I'm going to hang this Instagram up. Much love, y'all. And then for the final bits of this podcast, let me see if I can explore any more questions. Do you have anything, uh, Papa Rooney? before we go eat dinner oh and timothy you know he's uh he's staying here right now with us and emerald are staying with us and it's been a blessing to have their time and he's uh really uh in the way of 
being a businessman himself. I mean, all my children are just amazing. They they just uh, I don't think they ever worked for anybody per hour. <laughs> maybe, or maybe maybe Emily did a little bit, but the you know this the per hour job uh, is like I'm so happy they don't do that. Uh, it's like me and my wife do per hour jobs, you know. But now since I work for a company and and my wife's a nurse and she works well, she's not working right now, but she used to. And uh, you know you can do so much per hour, but uh, being in your own business, always want to be in your own business. It's just a pleasure to do it. It's rough at times, but uh, that's something I always would like to uh, push people to do. Uh, working for your working for people as well. I mean, you can do well working for a company, but I think when you do your own thing, it's so much more pleasurable. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, Instagram doesn't look like that's working out for whatever reason. So if you were on the Instagram live and you asked me a question that we did not get to, send it to me again through a personal message, and I'll see if I can address that, and I can even ask him because it looks like we'll be working tomorrow. Maybe we can do that with the uh, we can do that on the Tribe Design Online call tomorrow. Which yeah, I'm excited about. I've never I'm, done- I'm excited about it. I mean, like I woke up this morning, I said, "This is." I mean, I cannot believe I came up with this. I mean, I, <laughs> I thought of this. It's it's not really me by myself, but you're not gonna hear it. You're not gonna hear it from t- too many people, and uh, we can get through this together if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love my dad, and I don't agree with everything, and I trust you, and so I'm to I'm a he's coming on the call tomorrow. So if you want to come on the call tomorrow, breakingnormal.com. Get the tribe design online option, and if for some reason that you are just you're out of any ability to financially contribute, personal message me on Instagram and see if we can work something out because I do have some coupon codes available. And then Timothy, did you have any? Did did you look at that Instagram live or no? Are you that didn't happen? All right, cool. Well, in that case, uh, keep breaking normal, y'all. Um, the time for the call tomorrow, depending on when anyone's listening to this podcast, is what is the date tomorrow? March 25th. March 25th, 5.30. No, we'll do 5.55 p.m. again. 5.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know what the course is about, since my brother just walked in the room, we we built an emotional resilience training course. That's what we're calling it now. But in reality, it is uh, probably one of the best things that if anyone is quarantined with someone else they love and care for, or if you're interacting with people right now and you have a lot of time to communicate, it's arguably the best thing you could do with that person. Um, The course there is like all these, the golden thread of kind of like hacks for connection that we've picked up on through hosting retreats as many as we have over the last decade. And, uh, the people that have been using this course are pretty, pretty crazy stuff coming up for, uh, maybe we can watch it as a family. Okay. Well, was that a confirmation? You're a yes. Yeah. You want to do the course as a family? Oh, you want me to do the course? Yeah. Oh, oh, because this is what I'm pushing for people. They need to do If they do this as a family, Oh, get ready for those business ideas to just be, Non-stop. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, well. Communication. We'll, we'll talk key. about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's to be continued. Um, I'd love to hear what this episode was like for people. Do you have anything back there, Timothy? All right. Well, thanks, Papa Rooney. Papa, right. Papa Rooney, I love you. And um, 
this was su this is super this is super special that's one of the communication hacks in the course for things that you want to continue you speak about them in the present tense like this is awesome instead of saying this was awesome and things you're ready to let go of you speak about them in the past like that c word thing was crazy and that and it's and we're doing great and I'll maybe we all do it potentially if you hear anything after the end of this it'll be a teaser to the course um, it'll be some content from the course and if you want to enroll especially before tomorrow's call breakingnormal.com and then go to the university section and there's for people that are really uh, resonant with it which it seems like a lot of people are there's an affiliate link and if you want to make some passive income during these active times and you feel resonant with the message of breaking normal let's talk about it and I'm excited to talk more with you over dinner alright son alright peace and help this boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. <laughs>